0: Well, their market first started out by joining up with a lot of other major automakers. With that, a lot of badge-engineered vehicles started coming out. These companies started building their own vehicles, and before too long, they started separating themselves from the Western automotive companies that helped create them. And that economy is growing extensively today. And even in today's global economy, they still like to utilize other people's vehicles. But this time, they're not badge-engineered. This time, they're just straight copies. And today, we're going to take a look at China's copycat marketplace. Autolux Podcast coming to you anytime, anywhere from around the globe on any major streaming site from artelooks.net. Welcome back to the Autolooks Podcast. I am your host, as always, the doctor to the automotive industry, Mr. Everett J. coming to you from our host website, autolooks.com. If you haven't been there, stop by, check it out. We do ratings and reviews of exterior designs. We got the most extensive corporate links website page on the internet, so you can find auto companies from around the globe, all by country, letter, or hell, even what they sell. And then on top of that, our help pages can help you find the information and even products you're looking for from the automotive market marketplace and we'd like to give a special thanks out to podbeam.com for getting us on every major streaming site from around the world from itunes to spotify to google play and amazon music we are there and you can find us at the autolux podcast and another thank out to feedspot.com for getting this podcast out into the world in the rss feeds and help showcasing to the world our talents not only in the blog format but in the podcast format from feedspot.com So like I said in the beginning, we're talking today about the copycat culture surrounding China. China had a lot of copycats way back in the early days, but that's because they formed alliances with so many western and, hell, even eastern car companies. Companies from like Toyota, Volkswagen, Ford, and Chevrolet all formed alliances to enter the Chinese marketplace. This was due to the overprotection of their home market. If these car companies wanted to get in there, they needed to build their vehicles there. But they also needed to form an alliance with existing manufacturers in the Chinese marketplace to build those cars there, so General Motors is going to go in and set up their own damn plant. Tesla has been able to do that now because the restrictions have been lightened. But with limited government interference a lot of these companies started expanding outside of their bounds. You gotta remember in the early 2000s the Chinese marketplace started exploding as the Chinese economy became more of a communist capitalist market allowing people to buy more things and actually make money within their economy. Their economy blew up. They had minerals that we wanted. They had factories. They had tons of people. They had everything that western civilization wanted and since they were blowing up by building building jobs and their economy was growing so extensively, automakers needed to get in at the ground level. General Motors, Volkswagen, Jeep, a lot of these companies had already existed there. Hell, AMC was one of the first American car companies to enter the Chinese marketplace. Forming an alliance with Beijing Auto Works and their Beijing Auto Works Jeep brand, they built the Cherokee platform for BAW for a long time. Hell, all the way up until we started even raiding vehicles, the BAW Cherokee still existed. Similar to that of the Jeep world. If you ever listen to that podcast, you could find out how many countries around the globe have car companies that build jeep-like vehicles thanks to originally building jeeps for their marketplace china is similar to that and the chinese marketplace has become like that but due to the government interference their homegrown auto companies were able to get away with so much more and copycat culture started taking off back in 2012 our end of the year we first started issuing our copycat award and with that We started showcasing to you cars that look the same as others. How do we have been doing this for a long time? Hell, I've been talking about copycat culture since, well, the 90s. When the Ram, its second generation, came out in 1993. And then all of a sudden, the Ford F250, their Super Duty models come out. It was a copycat. We know it's a blatant copycat of that Dodge Ram. Dodge went after them, but unfortunately, they were too different. But over in China, it's another thing. Out of all the copycat awards we have handed out every single year, nearly half of them have been to Chinese companies. And the winner of the copycat awards and some of the worst rusty awards have been given out to copycats from China. Why do they do it? It's because their people want to drive these great Western vehicles. But they don't want to pay those prices. And a lot of those vehicles that they're copying aren't manufactured in their home country, which means they're subjected to tariffs. The Land Rover Evox the Koenigsegg, or the Pangini Hira, hell, even the Mercedes G-Class, are not made in their home market, but in yet they have copycats of them. The Landwin X7 is a direct copycat of the Land Rover Evoque. Funny thing is, is both of them have an L in their name. Land win, Land Rover. So even in the naming convention, you can get caught up in it. And some of these companies decide to choose even weirder vehicles. A few years back we had Yogomo, a company that has like pretty much disappeared from the marketplace with 3308, which looked like a Kia Picanto. Like seriously, if you're going to copy something, do something similar. We do get some of these vehicles and why they look very similar to other vehicles. Hell, had a deal to build vehicles for Hyundai. and In a sense, a lot of their original vehicles were Hyundai. Bid built stuff for Toyota has... Toyota and Lexus variations. Helheima had a deal with Mazda. So they have Mazda vehicles as well. Chang had a deal with Mazda. And their original Alsven looks like the Mazda 3. Even their Alsen V5, the second generation, Mazda 3. Cherry Tigo, RAV4. Yema T70, Volkswagen Touareg, Zote. So many of Zote's vehicles have been direct copycats of somebody else's. How when the, the company Kawe came out, their K1 was an F-150 and their W1 was a Kia Sportage. Like, and they were direct copycats copycats. copycats. But their market, because of the globalization of China, people there knew about the Ford F-150, the Kia Sportage, the Land Rover, EVOC, the Volkswagen Touring, they wanted those vehicles. But since some of those vehicles weren't built in their marketplace and had to be imported, they cost more than what they were willing to dish out. So their homegrown companies decided to build vehicles that look very similar to what these companies were producing and selling them at less than half the price. You could pick up a LandWin X7 for a little over $20,000, where a Land Rover EV, will set you back nearly $70,000. The same goes in the Chinese marketplace, where if you want to get some of those vehicles you got to dish out big amount of money to get those vehicles. But why do these companies do it? Besides the fact that it's easy to get into the market, and like we said, some of them have the tooling to develop these vehicles only because they worked in partnership with the original corporations who built these vehicles. And because the Chinese government will back their homegrown companies and not fall into any of the copyright infringement laws everywhere else in the world, Landwind still sells the X7 because Land Rover can't sue them in China. They can keep them from selling the X7 anywhere else in the world. Or nearly anywhere else in the world. So, on the Chinese marketplace, they can have it. Outside of China, they can't. But when they have over a billion people in that marketplace, it's hard to say, oh, we just won't sell there because that's a lot of money you're giving up. Cost is one of the big things that comes from a lot of these Chinese copycats. People in their market want those vehicles, but can't afford them. So a lot of these new startup companies will build a name for themselves by copying somebody else's vehicle. You gotta think about it, if you copy somebody, people remember you. Remember the band The Verve? Well, their song Bittersweet Symphony. They just started making money off of it in 2022 because the background music is so similar to that of the Rolling Stones, the Rolling Stones had a lawsuit against them, which means every time that song was played, the Rolling Stones got money. In 2022, that Finally changed. Why? Because nobody's using the song anymore, so, well, Rolling Stones doesn't want their money. But everybody remembers that band. How many of you listening right now know who Landwin is because of that X7? How many of you know Zote? Not because of their wannabe entry into the North American marketplace, but because most of their vehicles look like Volkswagen Touaregs or Porsche McCayans. How about Beijing Auto? BAIC? They have one of the only competitors to a Jeep Wrangler in their market, the BJ30. But then you get the BJ80, which is the Mercedes G-Class, and the BJ90, which is the standard GLS. It's funny how every year there's more and more vehicles in those marketplaces that Look like vehicles from elsewhere. Hell, even some of the bigger companies there. Chang's still doing it, Bid's still doing it, GAC is still doing it. Neo and Cherry, just this year for new products for 2023, were caught copying other people's products. The Neo ES8 has a lot of Lincoln inspiration in the rear end. The Cherry Tigo 9, Lincoln Aviator side profile. And it's kind of funny that Neo would copy somebody, considering the fact that Henshi, their 5, is essentially the Neo ES6 or ES7 copycats. They're copying a company who's already copying. Hell, everybody in the world knows about the company Aura. Because of their ballet cat. It looks just like a Volkswagen Beetle. And then they had the Punk Cat last year. Which looks just like a Beetle. It's a four-door version of the Volkswagen Beetle. A couple years ago, Hunked came out and created the Cantus. Looks exactly like a Range Rover. For less than half the price. Chinese companies know they can get their name out there a lot easier if they get caught up in a copycat infringement. Their whole market won't enforce the copycat laws because they stand behind their own country. And considering the fact that a lot of these little companies don't want to move outside of the Chinese marketplace, they don't have to worry. They could sell their vehicles. But now you're getting a little companies like Minan, we are building these tiny little microcars. Essentially, a brand new K market, similar to that of the K cars in Japan, is being created in China. But they're all built off of these small little electric vehicles that go no more than 50 miles an hour. They're slow. They're built for inner city driving, but a lot of them utilize the designs of other vehicles. Why is that? Well, they're cheap and easy vehicles to build and cheap vehicles to sell, but if you don't want to put in all that research and development to make your own designs, what are you going to do? Go on the internet. You can find 3D design architecture to help you lay out your own you know, 3D printed version of a Volkswagen Beetle. Utilizing that CAD file, you can create the design of a new vehicle. Minan took a Mini Cooper design and essentially shrunk it down by utilizing something that's been created you don't have to put in the research and development time you don't have to spend all of that money trying to build these vehicles you could just build them right then and there download some images do full scale gotta think about it gran turismo does that forza manages to get so many more cars onto it and quicker because they just get the cad files from the main automotive corporation but with the backing of microsoft behind them like all of microsoft they can do it polyphony behind the gran turismo franchise has to go out and redraw all of these vehicles in the 3d world which means they got to use images of these vehicles takes a while but it gets the job done a lot of these chinese car companies are doing it and by having these vehicles that look similar to other vehicles people will buy them how do we know that in north america how many people go out and want to personalize their golf carts and they make it look like a hummer a mustang or hell even an escalade little electric it's your golf cart, for God's sakes. These little electric car companies that are starting like Minon, are that. They're tiny little city going electric vehicles. They want to enter the market and to make a name for themselves they're utilizing the designs of somebody already well known. So when people see it, they'll see it, think it's a Mini Cooper and then spend the price. That's where the Chinese companies win in their home market. People see their profiles from far away and think it's one thing. When they get closer they notice it's not what they're thinking it is but it looks exactly like it from far away. So. Every Everybody will believe that it is it. And in a growing market, where in some cases, you're in cities and you can only play the lottery to get a vehicle. Are you going to spend the money to get that Land Rover Evoque? Or are you just going to get the land win because everybody's just going to think you drive a Land Rover? And compared to them, they say otherwise, you'd be like, well, screw you. I have a vehicle and you don't. Utilizing pre-developed designs is one of those things that really helps a lot of these small companies in China get into the marketplace. It was so many people trying to get into the automotive marketplace in China, especially the electric marketplace, you're guaranteed to have more and more people wanting to rip off somebody else's design to do it. You can get your products out quicker, faster, and cheaper the competition. You can win the day. Sound familiar? The Chinese are emulating a similar background that Hyundai once used. Now, if you go back in our podcast, you'll find one called Copycat HMG, which stands for Copycat Hyundai Motor Group. Hyundai Kia has more copycats under its belt than any other non-Chinese auto brand out there. They're even doing it today with the Genesis brand. And like we said in that podcast, they're doing it to make people think that you're driving something else. Do you want people to know that you're driving a genesis a vehicle that costs more than half of what that s-class costs no but if it has the profile of an s-class from far away people will just think you're driving that s-class similar to that like we said of the Landwind or the photon big general you want a full-size pickup truck well ford took forever to bring their pickup trucks there and general motors and dodge haven't even entered that marketplace but china is the only other full-size marketplace in the world besides north america European Union never got into them, but that's because of the size of the displacement of the engine and how much you have to pay in insurance. They do exist, they just cost a fortune to get. But now, with the Chinese government relaxing their foreign ownership laws, Companies like Tesla can now enter the marketplace and build their products there, which means nobody can get their tooling to build their vehicles. Sure, there can be copycats of their vehicles easily, but it's in effect they've never built those vehicles in that country for that country before the ownership laws were disbanded. Nobody can get their tooling. So seeing a copycat of a Tesla is less likely than something like the Touareg. GAC can build vehicles that look like Jeeps because they built Jeeps. FAWs can build Volkswagens because they built Volkswagens. Hema can build Hyundai's and Mazdas because they built them. A little while back we had SinoGold, originally built a Citroen Vehicle and built a copycat. They utilized their old production formats and production tooling to build their own vehicles. They wanted to enter the burgeoning Automotive Marketplace, so they decided to use what they had pre-existing to help them gain a foothold into the marketplace. You may see it as a copycat, but the Chinese marketplace sees it as a cheaper alternative. And when not everybody can afford to purchase and own a vehicle in their marketplace, who cares if it's a copy of somebody else's? You got a car, I don't. And now with a greater push towards public transit, Chinese marketplace for automobiles, is going to get a little bit tighter, which means there's a possibility of even more copycats of the vehicles we love because they cost more in that market. So if you want the all-defying answer to why China has so many copycats, it all comes down to costs. Everybody wants into the market, but not everybody can afford to get into it. And when you know your government's going to stand up for you over a foreign company, you're just going to do whatever the hell you want. Whether your vehicle looks like a Volkswagen Beetle, a Chevrolet Corvette, Volkswagen Microbus, or a Nissan Titan, you don't care. You're getting into the marketplace, which means you're creating jobs in your home country. And that's what the Chinese government likes the best. They don't want these foreign companies in there by allowing their companies to gain a foothold within their marketplace. Even if they look exactly like those companies' products, they'll allow it. And they'll allow it to keep going. So really, in the end, why does China have so many copycats? Well, there are a few different rules. Tooling, costs, and relaxed copycat laws are the three main highlights of why they do it there. Their market demands all of these vehicles, but with costs associated with those original vehicles being greater than ones they could build in their home country, their country is just going to relax those copycat laws and allow things like that to happen. Sure, they're getting a little bit more stringent on other products being copied, but in the automotive world, until it starts crashing, they're not going to step their foot inside that doorway. So for now, the Chinese copycat market is here to stay so if you like this podcast please like share or comment on it send it to your friends send it to your family comment on it share it help like our pages so you can hear and find out about our next podcast trust me we do one every week so if you want to hear the next podcast that comes out follow us or like us at any of the major streaming services or social media sites that you can find the autolux podcast on and Autolux.net website and after you've done that please stop by the website check it out and go through some of the things that are there the design Sign ratings we've been getting, keeping up to by doing at least one a week. The tidbit show is a possibility of coming back, but more into the Wisdom application category. So keep following us on Wisdom as well. And Feedspot.com, you can find all of our websites along with many, many other things from the RSS Feed Network. And we'd like to give a special thank out to Podbeam.com for getting this podcast out into the world on every major streaming site. So thank you Podbeam. Thanks. For getting the Outlooks Podcast out to you, the listener. So Wrap yourself in for this one fun wild ride of the copycat world.